Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic, where we get to know the people behind the creative industries. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Marcin Novelli. If you'd like to be a part of my new solo album, can't talk, if you'd like to be a part of my new solo album, please visit marcinovelli.com slash pledge. This week we're joined by inspirational poet, writer, speaker, and podcaster Brian Thompson. Brian is the host of the Zen Thinking podcast and the author of the soon-to-be-released book, Sparks to Awaken. His goal with Zen Thinking is to provide an entirely new perspective for people to consider their life through, one that allows them to live more wisely with compassion, purpose, clarity, and happiness. Before shifting to writing full-time, Brian spent close to 25 years in the music industry. He managed a chain of music retail stores, um, started a record label and artist management company, and tour managed a successful hard rock band. We're excited to hear about Brian's work and how the philosophies he's explored through his writing can be applied to creative professionals. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks for having me, you guys. How are you? Not too shabby. Not we too shabby. are doing pretty well. I'm pretty, uh, I want to say starstruck um, <laughs> <laughs> to have you on the show because uh, I, I know Marcio and I have admired your work for a long time back from the days oh, of Sonic that. Leader and you know, oh, now yeah. the transition you've made into Zen thinking as well. Oh, you um, de- he definitely inspired the show. Definitely. Oh, yeah. That's one, very one, cool. One of the handful of people, I think, that inspired um, the idea of doing what we do and to uh, kind of pass it on, you know what I mean, and, and keep, uh, keep something going for the entertainment industry. <laughs> and on the well, that's really cool. Side. And I'm glad, uh, I'm glad that um, there's a, a, a dual country perspective come at, uh, coming at the the audience just like what i used to do so it's, it's very cool we just ripped you off <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh you know we, we love everything you do and i love the direction where you've come from and where you've gone um but i'd like you to tell our you know, I'd, I'd like you to tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know three things about myself that everyone should know um you know what that's actually everything that i'm trying to get away from let's start there Wow. <laughs> uh, is because uh, I had um, the realization a few years ago that I am not who I think I am, nor is anybody. And that is the one thing that um, kept me suffering throughout my entire life was trying to maintain this image that I thought that I was, that I had created for myself, believing that I was my past experiences, believing that I was my former job, my former problems or whatever. And um, when you awaken to the truth that you are not what you think, you are not your history, you are only who you are right now, what else is there to tell? Why do I feel like you're 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 kind of uh, walking a line between 
something Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra would teach in Fight Club. <laughs> and I mean that in the most uh, respectful way. I love it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, uh, you know, you kind of walk that line. <laughs> Eckhart Tolle was, uh, you know, um, for many people, he was someone that, uh, you know, was so to speak a spark to awaken Mm -hmm. and he you know when i read power of now whenever that was many years ago um it kind of realigned me back onto the path of zen thinking that i initially was intrigued with way back in high school but then i dropped as i you know was exploring the world of course, I, I completely agree with you. Or I can relate with you on that one. It, the Power of Now is a really important book for me. Um, it it always brings me back, if that makes sense. We pull away, and it brings me back where, and I I feel like it brings me to where I'm supposed to be <laughs> in here and here. You know exactly. Well, I mean that's exactly what um, uh, you know. I think all spiritual teachings really do. They use different language. They use different pointers to to bring you to that place, but. You know, it's important to realize that no matter where you are, there you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that is, you are, your experience in life is always and only and ever your own consciousness. So if you are avoiding your own presence of consciousness, then you are avoiding your own truth, your own reality, and you are ignorant to the reality of yourself, which causes you to suffer. So that's, you know, um, you know, I guess kind of a gist of, of what I spend my time writing about is exploring these concepts of being and these um, realizations of consciousness, which is the true self, not these imagined ideas of who we think we are. So back to your original question, three things about myself. Uh, how about I give you two? Okay. We'll take two. Oh, such a rebel. <laughs> I am. And that's I love it. that. That's, there you go. That, that's really the, the only truth that can ever be spoken on this planet. Everything else other than I am is a concept. And my, if I were to say there's a goal with my, the work I do with Zen thinking, is to try to help uncover the truth for other people to realize that they're not so bogged down by their conceptualizations of who and what they are when really i am that's it and that's enough that's enough anything i added on to that is just trouble (laughs) (laughs) it's true really is (laughs) i'd like to talk a little bit um about your transition from working in the music industry to what you do now um sure i was on your facebook profile earlier and i read this quote and i kind of wondered if this relates to your decision. So the quote is a, a T. Alan Armstrong quote. And it, if there is no passion in your life, then have you really lived? Find your passion, whatever it may be. Become it and let it become you and you will find great things happen for you, to you and because of you. So did that maybe, was it the, the passion part that maybe led you away from music into Zen thinking or? Absolutely. You know, m- many years ago, I, before I, you know, had deeper realizations. I did have the realization that I needed to live my life with passion. And, and as soon as any passion, as soon as I realized that my passion was waning, I needed to start doing something different. And through my work in music, I realized that I was becoming 
jaded and I wasn't finding the joy and passion that I once had. And the more that I, you know, started to explore these uh, teachings of non-duality and Zen, I realized that a lot of the work that I was doing was trying to boost other people's egos. And I realized, well, that's the cause of all the problem. I had nothing against music, but I, but I was like, all, you know, all the people that were hiring me, I shouldn't say all, many of the people that were hiring me were, you know, help me to become a star. I want to be a star. And, and they really, I felt um, they weren't in it for the music. They were in it for their ego. And I didn't want to, I just, I wanted to distance myself from all things that were ego-based. Um. So as I, you know, be- went further down that path, I-, I realized that, you know, my true passion was something that I realized when I was 10 years old, which was writing, and that I had never really given myself an opportunity to explore that passion. Uh, blogging for music marketing, I didn't consider writing. You know, that was that was blogging and that was trying to make a living off of something that I that I knew and, you know, that I knew well. But I wasn't passionate about it, and I wanted to really explore the artistic side of exploring my own consciousness through writing. So um, that's when I decided to just pack it all in and say, you know what, it's time for a change. Because I'd been living my life, my entire adult life, and even my teenage life, I was looking through, I was observing my life through one particular lens just this very very narrow point of view. And to be honest, I was very unhappy with that point of view. No matter what success I had or didn't have, I always seemed to be unhappy underneath. And I didn't want I didn't feel like I could continue on another 40 years being that unhappy, even though I thought that I was doing what I loved. So when I realized that I that my truth wasn't what I thought it was, I needed to try to reveal that. So where where did my passion lie? And I realized that it was, you know, going back into my childhood, it's like, oh, writing and exploring and sitting with myself and seeing what could come out of my own head. Um, so, yeah, it was all about passion. You know, so, uh, that really resonates with me. I've, I've, I have taken time to sit back and, and, and ask myself, you know, uh, my my goals, yeah, career goals, my my artistic goals, are they ego driven? You know, it's it's a real. I think everyone could sit back and ask: Are your goals in life ego driven, or are they coming from a different place? You know, and I found that some some aspects, the idea of being seen, and you know, that is ego driven. And the other side of it, just wanting to make art, make that, being able to do that for a living, is not ego driven, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's on that side of it. Yeah, and, and I think when there's, you know, pure, pure, I mean, that, that's why, you know, the word uh, authenticity is so revered in any creative in- industry is because when something is truly authentic and pure, then it is coming from a place of absolute expression, and it's not a mirror or a projection device of one's attempt to bol- bolster and boost their own ego. And if you're coming from a place that is purely ego-driven, then the art won't be authentic, 
And no matter what highs you may or success you may experience, your crash will be devastating. <laughs> Is because any heights that you reach in life they are impermanent everything is impermanent absolutely so no matter how high you get if it is purely based upon making your ego feel well then what happens when you start to come down the other side of that mountain and also it's never enough it's, it's never, never enough. enough i mean i mean that's what uh, you know the hedonic treadmill i don't know if you're familiar with that concept no. but the no. hedonic treadmill is um you know is just that is that the wanting never ends you you want you want you know especially with well with with anything the more that you want you get it and then you're happy for just a little brief moment and then yeah it starts to wear off and you're no longer excited by what you once had so then you want something more something bigger something shinier something prettier something whatever and then you get it or you don't get it if you get it, you're happy for a brief moment until all that wears off and then you want something again. Or if you don't get it, you're devastated because you think you're a failure because you didn't get it and then you curl up in a ball and become depressed. No, I, I so, think we can all relate to that. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's the hedonic treadmill and that's the, yeah. the endless cycle that so many people are spinning on is that they, you know, especially this capitalist uh, consumer-driven market culture that we're in is all about consumption and consumption is i mean it, it, it's it's right there within the word when you consume something it's gone well when it's gone you're left hungry so why not try to do something that is more fulfilling that's lasting that won't disappear and that's actually always and only found within yourself knowing yourself and once you know yourself, your true self, not your idea of yourself, who this presence is that is seeing, that is hearing, that is smelling, that is, that is apparently making music or writing words or whatever this seems to be happening through this body. When you know the truth of that, then everything becomes much more effortless because you're not trying to maintain this character that you're trying to present and project to the world. Was it a little bit frightening to go from being the person you were to the person you are now by being true to yourself, but having other people, I guess, suddenly see you as someone else. And I guess the reason I'm asking this, because there might be some other people out there that I, I assume there's a lot of people out there not um, being true to themselves because there's an expectation of themselves. Um, Absolutely, you know, it was scary. Particularly absolutely from was, other people, family, ab friends. It, it was absolutely scary, but it was scarier to 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 consider the alternative, which was um, me not being able to persist. Period. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there, you know, if you're unhappy, there is an end to unhappiness, and mm -hmm. either you you deal with that unhappiness or it deals with you. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And ultimately, when I decided to make this change, um, you know, it, as most things, at, not most, as all things happen, things just happen. And all of a sudden, you realize you're in the midst of them. So I didn't really plan this. It just kind of happened. How it happened, really, really one of the, the, the real spark 
so to speak, was me deciding to quit drinking. Oh, wow. And me quitting drinking was far scarier than saying goodbye to 25 years in the music industry because I said goodbye to 25 years of drinking, which was who I was, who I thought I was. That, that I had my identity wrapped up much more in my drinking self than my music self. And when I quit drinking, guess what? All of those so-called friends disappeared because they weren't friends. So I had to marinate in that aloneness. I'm not going to say loneliness, but aloneness for quite a while before I realized that, oh, if I can handle this quite easily, actually, without any effort, just, I didn't even, I didn't even plan to quit drinking. Hmm. And that's the thing is that things just happen. You're not the one doing things. You're the one who observes the doing of the things. So one day I woke up and said, I'm not going to drink anymore. And then I didn't. And I realized how effortless that was. I realized, wow, that was an entire change of perspective in my entire beingness. Wow. It's that easy? It's that easy? So then I started slowly changing other things. Actually, I quit smoking first. Then I quit drinking. Then I gave away my TV. Then I stopped reading um, newspapers. Then I stopped visiting, um, going to any news site online. I stopped, um, I I just, I, I became a vegan. I stopped eating meat and cheese and dairy literally overnight without think. It just, it just happened. And all of a sudden I just realized it's really easy to change your life because it's all, because it's, it's all just impermanent. It's all impermanent appearances. And we latch ourselves onto these things that we believe define us. But the only thing that defines us is our own definitions. <laughs> There's a quote. <laughs> so, if you get rid, so if you get rid of your own definitions, then what is there that you can just be? So I'm not concerned about anyone because there, I now realize that anybody's opinion of me is their own opinion of themselves. And my opinion of others is, is something that's within me. It's not within them. So it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It only matters how I am in this moment. And, and that is my number one priority. I think this is going to be our most soothing episode because I can just listen to you speak for a very long time. <laughs> well, that's, I really, that's really good. can. <laughs> well, you know, you know that there are, uh, is there 50 episodes of, Zen Think- of the Zen Thinking podcast out now? Some- almost, almost. Yeah. I'm getting close to it. Yeah. So, Marcio, you know, if you do want to listen to Brian on demand, oh, there's will. a way to do that. <laughs> I have and I will. <laughs> so, actually, speaking of the podcast, um, you know, your goal with Zen thinking is to provide an entirely new perspective for people to consider the life through. Um, I think you've, you've, you've kind of told us quite a bit about that. So I maybe like to hear a bit more about the podcast itself and what people can expect from the show. Uh, well, like most things I do in my life, I didn't pre-plan it. I knew that I wanted to do a podcast. It's, that's just something that, that I seem to like to do. So when I started Zen thinking, it was like, okay, well, i Probably should do a podcast, but as I hit record on the first episode, I didn't know what was going to happen. And what it's evolved into is really me reading 
all of the recent work that I've published on zenthinking.net. Um, I write every day, uh, whether it be poetry or mini essays or longer think pieces or whatever. And I essentially sit down and I read them. Um, and then I discuss them a little bit. And that's really it. Um, I think in almost 50 episodes, I've had three guests. So it's really mainly a solo affair of me. It kind of, it's like an audiobook version of my website, I guess you might say. Um, with, you know, some banter, you know, riffing in between just to further explore some of the ideas. Of course. So, I, I mean, I don't know where, um, I actually just booked, um, uh, another guest, which I'll be recording in July. So I'm still going to have odd guests here and there, but I really like it as a solo platform. Primarily, I might start to fade away from reading um, and just start pontificating on the spot, which I enjoy. Um, but I think I realize that because I write and publish so much every week, that it's. Um, not realistic to expect anyone to be able to read everything that I write. So um, everyone has busy lives and not everybody has time to read a 10 minute long piece for me every day. So, you know, once a week I'll, I can read them to you on your car. <laughs> I think that uh, you're a man who follows your gut. And that seems to be a thread throughout our almost hundred episodes that we've done is to follow your gut and you, you followed your gut and everything um, you know, from we like to call it the gut brain, don't we, Ross? Yeah, <laughs> we do. Yeah, we do. Trademark. We do. Yeah. Um, just following that, and you know, you said that you uh, we can relate with this show. We it was just we both we just wanted to do a show, and it's like let's just do it and let it evolve as it evolves. And I think that's kind of what you've done too. And you know, it's almost when you follow your gut, your gut, you 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 can't go wrong. Even if you do go wrong, it, it's like you, you were doing it for the right reasons. You know what I'm trying to say? You just followed your gut and you, you followed that, that true... I, maybe that's where the, the am lives. <laughs> just joke. I'm going off here. But you know, it, well, you it, know that there is no wrong. Of course not. <laughs> so all that there is is what is. So that's yeah, right. as long as you go with your gut, then there's nothing wrong. Is because right. you're, you're following the only path that's there for you. How can the Zen thinking approach, um, how can it be applied to people in the creative world, uh, the music industry, the film industry, anyone that's doing a creative um, art, I guess? You know, how do you think that can benefit them? Well, it can benefit every person on the planet because it is the truth of our reality. And to deny or be ignorant of that truth of your own self your own presence your own vitality of of what your beingness is that you experience and every that that's all that you to to ignore that is to um is to make everything much more difficult in your life so for example in, in the case of any uh artistry or sport or whatever one of the most revered um so-called states of mind is the flow state and the flow state is zen because the flow state is no mind it is no thinking it is just doing when you are on when you know when musicians get off the stage and one of the reasons why they keep pursuing that bliss that they feel on stage is because they 
are experiencing their true self, which is pure consciousness, without any thought. They're in the flow state of just being, just doing, which whatever their body seems to be doing. And if, you know, if you're playing guitar or singing or whatever, that's what you're doing. It might be different for lead singers who bring an ego to the stage. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Well. <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean? Like when you see somebody, when you see uh, someone who's like just totally lost in the moment and the audience is feeding off of that. There's a reason for that because that is truth. That person is living their truth in that moment. They're not conceptualizing anything. Um, so it makes, you know, to bringing Zen, the Zen state of mind, so to speak, into your music, into your art, um, is the authenticity that everyone is looking for. As a songwriter, man. Sorry, but the beauty ahead. is, is that as long as you look for it, you don't get it. You know, you need to realize that it is what you are. There's nothing, not, nothing to search for. You just need to uncover it by discarding all of the crap that you've put on top of it. I was just going to say, as a songwriter, any song that I end up loving, that I, that I, that I, that's flowed through me, happens like that. All the ones you try to sit there and like, you're going to make like it scrapped <laughs> even if you spend months on it but the one that's just that 10 minutes or a half hour it's just you almost feel like you're cheating something because it happened so fast but it is real that's why it well, just flows through you absolutely and you know i think some of the greatest pop songs in history uh, have come out that way you hear all of the greats say you know oh i wrote that song in 10 minutes yeah beatles have and- said that countless times Oh yeah, I've heard the Rolling Stones, the yeah. Beatles, you, any any band. You know, they say, I don't know. It just it just seemed to come through me. It's like, well, what they don't read. It's like, yes, you are absolutely correct. It did just come through you. Yeah. But the thing to realize is that everything just comes through you. You just conceptualize certain things, and you wrap little little concepts around these other things that are happening through you, but you limit them. You try to. Oh, stop them in their tracks oh i can't do that that's not in my genre i can't do this that people won't like that you know just that's i'm just looking at it from like a songwriter's point of view because i i've heard these thoughts before you know and you let that go and this is off you know the thoughts are off and that something magical happens you know you know my my experience is that the more you think tougher the tougher things become now brian i know there's no wrong and I know you don't like choosing sides, but just bear with us here just for fun for 20 questions. I am gonna, I'm going to ask that you pick one or the other, okay? Please. Sure. <laughs> All right, here we go. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? We know this one. Veggies. TV or Netflix? Uh, Netflix. Twitter or Facebook? Oh, this is painful, you guys. <laughs> A few years ago, I would have said Twitter, but... Um, Facebook seems to be my my platform of choice these days. Yoga or yogurt? <laughs> Yoga. Canada or Scotland? Well, I've only been to Scotland for 24 hours and I've been in Canada for 44 years, so I'll say Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Vega or um Sun Warrior? Uh Vega. Poetry or photography? Mm, they're the same thing. Sunrise or sunset? Again, they're the same thing. Talent or attitude? Uh, Attitude. Eckhart Tolle or Deepak Chopra? Tolle. CD or vinyl? Eh, Vinyl. iPhone or Android? iPhone. 
Sleeping or meditation? Sleeping is meditating. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? <clears throat> Guys, <laughs> we seriously got to talk about your questions here. <laughs> now, I know you've been to both of these recently. Um, Iceland or Alaska? Uh, Iceland. I mean, Iceland was pretty amazing. Really, yeah? Yeah, well, so is Alaska, but Alaska is just, and not just, it is an extension of where I live right now. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's um, Alaska felt very homey, and Iceland was a completely different planet. <laughs> Guacamole or hummus? Oh, dude, as a vegan, you can't ask these questions. That's why I'm asking it. <laughs> uh, I'll say hummus because hummus is the vegan's cheese. Whale or kale? Uh, whale. Really? I eat kale every day. I thought you Well, so do I. Okay. I. I eat kale every day and I look for whales every day. <laughs> see, I'm jealous of that. Because I don't care if that's ego coming in. I'm jealous that you get to see whales every day. <laughs> if I look right here, no I might see a whale. No way. I didn't. Oh, uh, just awesome. last week, I saw a killer whale and I saw probably, I think we had a count of probably about 25 humpbacks that we saw on oh, our wow. trip to Alaska. So, mm. seeing... Um, a whale or any um, ocean mammal is uh, a very, for me, a very transcendent and psychedelic experience because like just yesterday there was, you know, every, almost every day I see a seal pop up and it's just like this little human pops up and it just looks at you and you look at it and it's like you, you're looking at yourself. It's Literally, it's the same consciousness. Two consciousnesses looking at each each other, and it's actually one conscious one consciousness looking at itself, hmm. which is a real trip. When you see this little head pop up in the ocean, you're like, "Oh, that's me." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I really, really, really love that. And, uh, I, I kind of really want to go visit where you're living right now <laughs> and just sit there for a few days. Bet Midler or the Riddler. They rhyme. Sorry, Brian. I'm sorry to disappoint you. This is just based on rhyming. Uh, I grew up with comics, so I'll the Riddler. And the final question. Actually, is... I had a Riddler action figure. Uh, I was going to call him a doll, but action figure. Uh, I got really offended when my family would call it a doll. It's an action figure! Uh, it was about That's this great. big. Um, it was a, an action figure from the, the 70s Batman or 60s, whatever it was. And he was dressed in these really weird polyester pajamas. That you could, it was like a little Ken doll, but it was the Riddler with a black mask. And <laughs> so, yeah, Riddler. I didn't have a Bette Midler doll. This is why we ask these questions, because you learn things about people we get that these you otherwise would never learn. <laughs> the last question, which I, I'd be shocked if you answered. Do you even bother asking them this one? I'll let you well, do we have to address. complete the set, you know. We have to. We have We're to collectors. We have to complete. We have to ask you this. So it's Ross or Marcio. Bridge the Atlantic. <laughs> Correct answer. You that passed. is the best answer we've gotten, and I mean that. We most people actually pick, and it's a trick question. You're not supposed to pick. That's awful. Well, you see, when most there's a bridge, pick. the two becomes one. Yes. Yes, this is true. So that's what this is all about. Yeah. Um, you've just been phenomenal, man. Really. Um, 
you you have that thing. <laughs> when I mean that thing, you're conscious, man. I get the same thing listening to you as I do listening to uh, Eckhart Tolle, you know, or Deepak Chopra, or, or many, or or other wonderful spiritual teachings. You just because uh, you mean it and you really are there, you know. So I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate um, that you you've you've helped nudge me in that right direction that that I may have gone astray from, you know, recently. Um, I think everyone needs to go to ZenThinking.net. And uh, experience your uh, wisdom, and uh, you're also you're on Twitter and Instagram as Zen underscore Thinking. Yeah, and Twitter and Instagram Zen underscore Thinking. Facebook, um, uh, Facebook dot com slash Zen Thinking, and okay. Facebook is where I seem to be the most active these days. Mm. Um, and um, it's you know I've done a few live broadcasts there, and I, I do stuff on Periscope now and then too. I'm going to be. I'm actually probably in the next few days, I'm going to be launching a Patreon campaign. Oh, nice. Very good. Uh, which, uh, yeah, it's something I'd been toying with for quite some time and I decided to just go with it. So, um, so that, uh, of course you can look for Zen thinking on Patreon as well. We definitely will. <laughs> and, uh, as for me, I'm working on my second solo album. You can be part of that at marcinavelli.com slash pledge. I also really, uh, I also recently released my award-winning documentary, Walking Proof, which chronicles the making of my debut solo album. You can watch that for free at marcinavelli.com slash walking proof. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, all those fun places, which are all my name, Marcinovelli. And I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work and my blog at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and Facebook, Electric Kiwi Design. This episode was brought to you by Chris Keaton, the Rockstar Advocate, Buck Naked Soap Company, and Social Surge. All are fantastic companies and uh, their links are in the show notes, so please check them out. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, visit patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. And as a side note, Buck Naked Soap Company is a vegan soap company out of southern Ontario, and I've actually been sent their stuff, and it's fantastic. Seriously, Brian, this has been great, man. Awesome. Really Thanks so much great. for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 